In the world today, people are hurting. During these times, people have been dealing with higher levels of negative energy than ever before. More importantly, people have had to deal with internalized trauma, financial despair, and health concerns. If you're feeling down or have hit rock bottom, know you aren't alone. What you are facing is negativity, and you have the power to defeat it. It's been with you all along. It's time to go within and discover just how strong you really are. Negative Orientation, Breaking Through the Programming is a book I've written that gives insights and practical steps on what to do to break free. You can find it available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Google Play. Are you ready to overcome? If so, get your copy today. where it's about better health, better wealth, and better self. Now, let's get into the episode. Hello, and thank you for joining us today. I am Monique, and today with us is... Stephen DeWine. Stephen DeWine. What's going on, guys? And today we're going to talk about his latest book, Negative Orientation. And I don't know if it's mirroring. I'm not sure how you guys are going to see this. But you can get it anywhere, right? You can get it anywhere. I purchased mine from Amazon. And I highly, highly recommend it. It It is a good book to read. Uh, we're going to talk about the book with some of these questions that we have. I think we have about 13 questions. We'll see if we can get through all of them. So I'm actually not going to introduce Deb. I'm going to have him introduce himself with the first question. Who is Devin Dewan? That's a good question. Who am I? Uh, that's a question I pose to myself and many other people, but... For me, I, um, I'm a man with, with a vision. I'm a man with a vision. I consider myself to be creative. Um, I'm always just idealizing and dreaming about what is the next thing to do, what is the next thing to come up with, to bring to, uh, to the forefront. And also, uh, you know, I'm, a, I'm an empathetic person. You know, I, I see the, the woes of everybody and I can relate to that, I can understand, especially since I've been through my own thing. Um, as far as what I do, uh, what I do is, you know, bring fitness and financial education to people through coaching and training. Uh, I also do a podcast called Born for Better. Uh, I've, I've been known to do a few public speaking engagements and continue to work on affecting that craft and getting out there more. And uh, yeah, that pretty much sums up what it is I do, what it is I bring to the table in a nutshell. Good, good. And I like, I, I believe it's on your book. I'm trying to think if it's on your book or your website, but it says, it mentions something about lifestyle um, trainer or lifestyle coach. And I actually like that when it comes to titles, that title I actually do like because you're catering around the person's lifestyle and not just one category of their lifestyle because sometimes people think of just fitness, just you're just working on the physical but you don't just focus just on the physical. You focus on all aspects of the person's life and how they can become better 
by enhancing, you know, their their traits or changing their habits. Um, so I really like that title when it comes to titles. Um, now, when it comes to your book, what and or who inspired you to write it? Interesting. Uh, I wouldn't say nobody necessarily inspired me to write the book. It, it was actually initially just a, a, a journal or or a, a, a recorded piece of information that I want to write down of how I've overcome certain things. So initially it was just kind of like release therapy. It was just me getting my my thoughts out, seeing how um, even at a time where I didn't think I can get through it. You know, I was definitely facing those dark moments and I didn't see how. Uh, I didn't know what, I didn't know anything as far as um, how I was gonna get through this entire situation, but I did. And then as I began writing that and it was just therapeutic for me in such a way, I started saying, wait a minute, it's like I'm writing to myself. And then I said, oh, this can help some other people, which kind of sparked it, uh, sparked this idea of, okay, I'm gonna write a book. And in my mind, when I said it, I'm like, you know, you know, you know how you say certain things, you say, yeah, I'm gonna write a book. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm gonna write a book. And, and you know, you just entertain that thought. But the more and more I wrote, the more and more it became a reality. Um, and so, so as far as inspiration, it just kind of just sparked from uh, personal experience. And then, well, I'm sorry, there's another piece of the question that you asked me too. I just want to What or who? Okay. Yeah. Um, if anything, I'm a, I'm a person of the people. I'm always for the people. So, you know, people inspire me to write this. People who I have met, who I've known, I've gone through various things, and I'm sure they had their own bouts with how do I get out of the situation. And then also, uh, people I haven't met, you know, people who maybe going through their own personal struggles and they can read this book and actually understand that there is hope at the end of the zone, you know? Good, good. And I, I like that you mentioned it's like you were writing to yourself because in a sense, I felt like when I was reading it, you were speaking to me and it, you made it so personable where it's like, wow, like I have this guidance here that's guiding me along the way. And sometimes you feel like you're, you are alone. So when you're reading through things and you can kind of relate to that person, um, especially person of color, um, I really, not that I like that you went through what you went through because no, I don't feel that anyone, you know, should be, um, or has to go through such hardship. And unfortunately there are circumstances where we, we do and, and, and chances are hopefully you learn to get out of it. Um, but I do like that it is someone of color because it makes it more relatable. And there aren't a lot of books of people with our complexion. Um, people are starting to come out more out of their shell and whatnot. And I feel like your book really helps to bring that out even more because there's a lot of us that can learn from one another and, and inspire each other too. So uh, question three, why now? Why do why why release your book now? Another good question. So right now with everything that we're going through, whether people of color or non-color, right? At this particular point, we we all are feeling the same hurt. Um, we, you know, whether that be from uh, health consequences, whether that be through financial and economic 
consequences or whether it be through uh, mental health consequences that we're all feeling those things. And, um, you know, I decided to be vulnerable and, and put this out here because like I say, I know that this could definitely help people. And actually it can help the, the young, the old, the, the male, the, the female, you know, the, uh, again, any ethnic group, it can help. But I will say that there are certain people that this book may speak to more than others. Uh, depend on what side of the tracks you come from, you know, depend on uh, maybe you were inner city youth and, and raised in an impoverished environment. It's probably going to impact you more so than it would somebody who didn't have to go through all of the things that come with that, you know. But nonetheless, we all are still trying to figure out who we are in this game of life. So I believe that this book would definitely just help people to want to begin that search of self that's the most important thing but um you know two is is what what it's like what do we want now we, we all are going through what we're going through at this particular moment in time do we want to go through moments like this again so how do we look back at our past so we can learn from those mistakes and then move forward mm-hmm. and become better than what we were you know previous to all of the stuff that's happening Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, I like that you said it's for anybody and regardless of the situation, uh, because I actually feel that your book is going to be relevant even in the future. I feel that no matter what phase anyone is going through, there's a chapter for that phase. So you may read the book again, and there might be a chapter that stood out more to you than it did the first time you read it. So I really do feel that way um, with your book, that no matter what phase you are, you can always refer back to the book and be like, you know, I can work on this about myself or, oh, I didn't notice that before. Maybe this is something I need to look into. Speaking of chapters, one of them you had, um, you were explaining how we should ask ourselves um, questions. Like, don't be, don't be afraid to ask yourself questions. I want to know, what questions do you ask yourself the most? All right, we're gonna stop the interview right here. Uh, <laughs> Let me know if I need to hit stop record. Uh, what questions do I ask myself the most? Well, here's the thing. That is depending on the season. Mm. See, it's never going to be the, the same question throughout an entire year because it just depends on what season I'm in. And when I say season, guys, I'm not talking about is it spring, winter, summer, fall. It's more so what uh, adversity am I facing at the moment or what doubts am I wanting to overcome at the moment, you know, or um, what new thing am I wanting to learn that's challenging that I need to get through at the moment. So. I would say things that I ask myself a lot is who am I? Whom or who am I going to be now? You know, what do I want to be to other people? Or how am I going to serve? You know, when I get in my vehicle, it's all right, Spirit, where do you want me to go today? Like it's 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 those type of questions that I ask myself. Also, um may ask myself, you know, what what what's what's creating this doubt? You know, or, or what's scaring you the most right now? You know, or, or what brings you joy the most right now? And in asking these questions, 
it starts to simplify my life because if I'm just living in my head, I know we all do at some you know points in our lives. When you live inside your head, you can't really quite figure out exactly what to do because you're stagnant, you're stuck in one place. But when you actually get those questions out of your head that that's boggled up and jumbled up in your mind and you write it down, you know, or maybe you're saying it to yourself in a mirror, now all of a sudden you are facing it head on. You know, it's causing you to move toward the solution versus mm-hmm. being stuck on the problem. And I feel like that's how we've been trained. And mm-hmm. just to be stuck on the problem all the time, complain about the problem, you know, gossip about the problem, talk about the problem. Okay, yeah, but what about the solution? I mean, even you just look around us in the world today, even news, news keeps you stuck on all of the, the negative mm-hmm. aspects. You know, and then that's all we talk about. Well, you heard what this and, uh, and when it happened. Okay, so what? Like, what are we mm-hmm. gonna do now in order to to overcome this thing? Uh, it just gives us something to talk about, but it doesn't necessarily give us nothing to look forward to or move forward. So, right, right. No, those are really, really good questions. Um, a lot of people they don't even think to to ask themselves those questions. Or even like, why am I feeling this way? Why am I angry right now? Or whatever it is. And then you, you mentioned the news and it's so funny because I absolutely just, I know that they're there, you know, it's good to be informative, but the the news sometimes they just want to, pe- they want people to be in that state of fear. Yeah. And it's like, you get so hooked on watching the news, like what's next, what's next? And it's like, okay, well, what about the solution? What's next, the solution, not, what other horrendous thing is going on? Um, and that, some people get stuck on that and that's almost almost like an addiction in a way because their body is so used to being fear-based that it mm. craves that. It's like, uh, like if you're, if you don't want to feel that way, you've gotten out of it. You're like, uh, I don't want to, I don't want that. But some people, they don't ask themselves questions. They, they, in a sense, they want to be guided, but that, that, to me, that doesn't make sense. If you're being guided blindly, you don't know what it is that you need. And you know, ask what? yourself questions. And and then to to that point, just to add to it, it's not just always me questioning myself. So I believe in something higher than myself, something more than myself. You know, you can call it by many different names, but I'm not here to tell you what name to call it by. More so is, I ask, what do you want from me? because my life is not my own, you know? And I've mm-hmm. learned if I act out on my own accord, it may go good for 2.5 seconds, then all of a sudden everything is going to H double hockey sticks. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, why? <laughs> you know, why is that? It's because I'm, I'm acting out of my own ego versus dropping or subduing that ego and just saying, okay, on, on a greatest, on a grander scale, what am I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. And and it's hard because it to ask that question, again, this is not a question directed to me, it's a question directed to something greater than me. It's humbling. It's humbling because now I'm putting myself in this um this this role of submission, if you will, as okay. I'm here, I'm here to do whatever you need me to do. I just need clarity of that thing. Mm-hmm. I just need mm-hmm. clarity. If you can give me that, then I could work with that. And so, you know, I'm always asking questions of myself. So my, the mental aspect of me, that me talking to me, but also of my spirit. Hey, mm-hmm. 
I can't do this right now. I'm I'm done. I'm tired. I'm going to give up. So what else you got for? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really good. All right. So there's a chapter about, and, and there's some chapters, you guys, where if you're uh, a little crybaby like I am, you, you're going to be in some tears. But there's also some some funny stuff in there also. So you're going to have a roller coaster of the feelings. It's not just, you know, crying. Um, but there's a chapter in there that discussed when you were feeling low about yourself, not not really liking yourself. And I want to know what is one thing you like slash dislike about yourself and how do you let it guide? How do you allow those likes and dislikes guide you? One thing I like, one thing I dislike. Um, and, and, I'm not, and I'm not trying to take this time to figure out the politically correct answer and, or nor say, well, what are my weaknesses? <laughs> have many, right? We're not perfect. Um, one thing, I'm really good at doing a lot of different things. And that to me, I was like a gift and a curse because some people who are uh, good at, let's say one thing, they're so definite and so sure, it's easy for them to take that path. But when you have many things that you're able to do, sometimes it's hard to pick and choose. So to other people, it can be appear as though, okay, this guy is flighty or this, this, this guy can't pick a path. It's like, no, it's just that there's many things that I'm wanting to do that I'm capable of doing. And I've been, you know, given the ability to do is just narrowing the focus and working on one thing at a time versus let me work on multiple things. And all of a sudden, everything is um, left undone, you know? So that that's one thing that I would say I like is that I, I have that ability to do many different things and I have the will and aptitude to want to learn. If I don't, I'm going to figure it out. But at the same time, uh, it's, it's one of those things that is mind boggling and I'm always racing inside of my mind. Oh, God, I gotta do this, I gotta do this, I gotta do this. And I'm only one person, but I still gotta figure it out. Well. Hey, Devin, again, you're just one person. Chill out. And then I tend to, to get, you know, get down on myself or, or you know, uh, be hard on myself. You shouldn't be able to do this. Okay, well, if, if I was an octopus and had eight, you know, arms or something like that, maybe maybe I wouldn't be able to do all these different things. But it's a, life is, is, is a marathon, not a sprint, as I'm sure people have heard that saying. And that's been, as I've gotten... Uh, older and older, I started to realize more and more that yes, it is a marathon. And if we just take our time and focus on the current segment of the race that we're in, then mm -hmm. eventually we'll get to the finish line. But if we're always focused on the finish line and never in the present moment of the race in which we're at, then it's going to be hard to get through that segment of the race. You know, you 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 may get down, you may slow down your pace, you, you know, or you may completely stop, or you may want to drop out of the race because we're not present in the moment. And so this has been something through a lot of disciplinary action that I, um, that I put on myself to really, really start to focus on, I need to just be present. And mm -hmm. when I get when I get out there, you know, when I get out there. <laughs> <laughs> what is that, a bee? You got a bee over there? <laughs> <laughs> no. 
oh, I gotta go, you know, no, no. Mm-hmm. Come back, come back. You, oh, you, you, busy, the busy bee. Okay, I get it now, the busy bee. Yeah, busy. Yeah. No, okay, okay. So, we, another, one of the chapters talked about the different influences we have. Um, I, and I don't know if it's because of my psych degree, I don't know, but the influences and our, our environment. People don't, people don't realize how much of a, how much that can impact a person. Um, and I want to know what influences have or have not served you negatively and positively. <laughs> Let me know if I need to put a pause on the record. We, you know, we have those influences, right? There's so, there's so many of them. You yeah. know, sometimes we have our childhood friends and it's, and you know, there, there are moments where it's like, man, we've been friends for so long. And it's like, do you choose the time because you, you've been friends with that person for so long? Or it's like, okay, you, you're on a whole other life path. I'm on a whole other life path. You know, we're influencing each other in a, in a different way. And, uh, like, how do you, like, how was, how is that for you? someone being um, disciplined, right? Because you got, you have to create those boundaries, not just for those people, but boundaries for yourself. So what are those positive and negative influences that have or have not served you? Mm. Do you want to, do you want to share? <laughs> do you want to share? <laughs> you know, that that's one thing is that I always try to be everything for everyone. And that was that people pleasing aspect. But you can't mm. be for everyone. You can't. And, and when people see that they're that you're there to um, shine your light, you know, people want to steal your light. Uh, and, and and some people take take it knowingly, and some people unknowingly will sap the light from you. You know, and that that that's just them being drawn to your light, and that's a good thing. However, you definitely have to be the one to set the boundaries and know when to cut it off. Uh, and, and also know when to turn it on because there's people who need it and if you don't know how to turn it on correctly just as well as know how to turn it off then that's problematic in and of itself. Um, as far as influences though, uh, well, I think that at different stages of your life, kind of going back to the whole seasons of life, people, they influence you and it can be in a positive way because maybe you're all on the same wavelength. But the minute one of you, uh, one of you all, or both of you all, decide to go separate ways in your, you know, intellectual growth, spiritual growth, you know, emotional growth, whatever that may be, uh, then it can become a, a, a disservice to you. And it used to be very hard for me to be able to distinguish who was there and who wasn't, and, or who was needed and who wasn't, or who was going to be a great service and who wasn't at that particular point in my life. Because, and I was just always. I was always, man, if I, if I treat other people right, they're going to treat me right. Well, and... Well, <laughs> Wrong <please>. answer. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, if you listen, that's not how life goes. Mm-hmm. Um, you could do right by others, but that does not mean they'll do right by you. Also, you could do, you know, a lot for others. That doesn't mean they're going to do a lot for you, you know? Or um, you, you could... You can treat them the way they want to be treated. That doesn't mean they're going to treat you the way you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. 
and you also have to uh, you have to voice that you have to articulate that how you want to be treated and when you put it out there how you want to be treated and you see they're not really being you know fair in that aspect when you voiced it well then you have to know uh, to, to put distance between you and that person or to cut them off entirely and, and some people take that to heart well you know why did this person do XYZ you know uh, what's, what's wrong with them well, it's, it's not about what's wrong with them or what's wrong with you. It's just what's wrong with the situation. And, um, I've learned that, that things that are, have influenced me, like I've had teachers that influenced me on a positive aspect because they gave me some food for thought, you know. Then I've also had some teachers that influenced me in a negative aspect. And the curriculum in which I was learning was negative altogether. <laughs> you know, so I, I've had to relearn so much of what I was educated on because I'm like, this doesn't this doesn't serve me for the phase that I'm at in my life anymore. All that education, what for, for what, you know? Um, not to say that education isn't a good thing because if you got the right teacher teaching the right curriculum mm-hmm. to the right student, then it's all good, you know? Mm-hmm. But if, if, if one of those things are off, then it could change. I mean, also too, you know, family, family, you know, that that's mm. who close to us. We love them. You know, we at least we're taught to love them. That's our flesh and blood. Mm. But sometimes blood is not thicker than the water, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes different family members are going through their own plights in life. And unfortunately, if they don't know how to handle that in a healthy way, they may take that out on you being the other family member in their mm. life. And it's mm-hmm. It had to, for me, it had to get to a point where I can't, I can't be no longer mad at a person. I have to be, I have to walk in forgiveness, but at the same time, I'm just disappointed. Mm-hmm. I'm just disappointed that, you you know, they're, they're not fighting. Mm-hmm. They're not fighting to, be, uh, to get uh, through their situation and they're not mm-hmm. fighting to get a better version of themselves. And uh, it, it kind of, mm-hmm. it kind of, takes you back and then you all navigate apart. The same with friends too. Same yeah. with friends too. And a lot of people think uh, well this person ain't talking to me, they ain't not my friend no more. That's an immature way of looking at it. It's not about that. It's not about whether we're friends or not because we used to talk every day and then we don't anymore. It's, it's more so as we're growing, I would want all of my friends to be on their life journey. I, I want to see you get to the mountaintop, where wherever your mountaintop is, I want I want to you know see you get there. I'm not gonna hold you back from that. Mm-hmm. And it's the same way. Don't do don't do that to me, because we all came here to do something. We all came mm-hmm. here for a reason, and um, we don't know how long we have. We don't know how long we have. Whether it's today, tomorrow, or, you know, another 30, 40 years from now, we don't know. So, what are you gonna do with that time? And uh, I look back over my life and I was like, what the heck was this all for? And like, I know what chapter you're talking about, you know, that gets you teary out because I kind of look back over my life and I was like, mm-hmm. I have nothing to really show for it. Mm-hmm. I did everything they told me to do, you know, mm-hmm. everything your friends or your family or society or TV, you do all these different things. You know, you got some people say, go to college. You got some people say, get jobs. You got some people say, get the girls you got some people say get the clothes and get the cars and you get all this you do all this stuff you're like hey i'm doing it yeah stuff all this stuff 
But you know what? It's not fulfilling. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't know what fulfillment is for you, you can't ask that of anybody else. You can't ask that of anybody else. You can't put that responsibility on anybody else. And also, can nobody tell you what makes you fulfilled because they're not living in your body? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not you. They're not you. And, you know, and, person... and honestly, sometimes they're not even fulfilled within themselves. Most definitely. Most definitely. <laughs> the, the, the programming as negative orientation. Mm-hmm. The programming, that's why I titled that. Like The programming is real. It is definitely real. If we don't wake up out of it, we'll become just mindless drones to it. You know, uh, mm-hmm. members mm-hmm. of the matrix. <laughs> yeah, the matrix. yeah, that's a good way of explaining it, and it's a it's a really good title, by the way. It's a it stands out, and but we don't realize that we we're all being programmed in a way. But how? But when you're being more mindful and um, be more empowered within yourself of how you want to be programmed. Um, you can switch it, but you have to recognize it first. You have to recognize that first. And then, because we're, you know, we're all going through this program. Once you recognize it, you can, you have the ability to program yourself because you're, because that recognition is take you taking that power back. Yes. Yes. So another chapter, I really, oh my gosh, you guys, this one here. The dark space. It really touched my soul. Now there are some, and you know, it's going to hit people differently. Um, I'm I'm a HSP. I'm a super empath, so I take things really deeply. So this chapter, I had to take a break. I was like, ah, you know. And then there's some chapters when you're like, oh, I can't stop reading. Like I was reading this book after yoga. I'll be on my yoga mat. The yoke, the book would be there. And there's sometimes I'm like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hide this book a little bit. I hid the book a little bit after the dark space. Because for me, you know, I've been through moments in, in my life where I felt like I was in a dark space. So it made me revisit that in a in a good way because I'm I'm no longer there. However, if you are there. Be careful, you might be triggered, but when you're triggered through anything, it's a good thing. You're being triggered for a reason, okay? I wanna know, what was your breaking point to turn the page? Because you mentioned turning the page. What triggered you to be like, you know what? That's it. I'm turning the page or I'm closing the book. Last, that's the last page of that chapter. What was your breaking point that led to that that moment? There was many. There are many different moments of waking up. Like you know, you know, you wake up in stages, right? You know, mm-hmm. kind of like, like 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 we go into sleep in stages. You know, you got your superficial sleep. You know, then you got your got your, your REM sleep, right? So I put it this way. You know, there's a time where I will wake up and I set, set like six different alarms just to get up on time for a particular You're crazy. I'm like, wake up. Every minute. I'm like, all right, yeah, yeah, I got a little bit more, you know. My roommate of, used to do that. I'm like, just turn the alarm off. <laughs> but some people are not morning people, but I'm just like, it's going up. Yeah, just, That's the new <laughs> alarm, is me talking like that. 
but that was yeah that was that was uh, how you was, were doing your alarms you that, so that you wouldn't it. set your alarm like okay this is like when i set my alarm i set it for the latest so you can't do it no because then i'm gonna i'm gonna hit the button i set it for the latest so so when that which it doesn't happen but i do that so i have to get up i don't i don't care how little sleep i had or whatever oh 11 30 yeah it's almost noon get your butt up so you know you set it for the latest time because you're you may wake up beforehand but if you don't set it five or six times you just you're teasing yourself like, <laughs> like what the heck who does that hey listen listen this is just i had you know, to do it's it crazy because... that's some extrovert stuff that's an extrovert <laughs> like is it time is it time is it time is it time like that don't bother y'all <laughs> I don't want to just wake up abruptly, and then I was like, I gotta get up now. That's that's all. That's all for me. I would look at I would look at you and be like, How do you do such things? But um, <laughs> yeah, the, the the best way to wake up, uh, and then I had to learn that was just on your natural clock. So if you go to sleep uh, soon, soon enough in in the night, you know, then you're able to just wake up to your your natural circadian rhythm. Like you're just able to wake up, the sun coming out, but. I use that to make a point because you said, or the wake up calls, or it were, it were, there were many. Um, mm. There was uh, this moment in time where I was being super negative. I was being super negative because it's, I'm, I couldn't stand it. I hated everything, everyone. I'm just bad. You don't even know though. You don't even you don't even know unless you know me. You know, uh, that I'm 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 feeling this level of uh, just putrid disgust for everything and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just find it funny, you guys, because he is so optimistic. Now he keeps it real and all that stuff. Um, but I've never seen the side that he's describing, so it just sounds crazy to me. Because you have to imagine if you're in a dark space, right? You're going to be a whole different person from when you get out of that space. I am kind of glad I didn't meet you during that space. But I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, that, that that was that's another character for sure, you know. And we, we all have them. We can all say we can all say that we don't have different sides. Yeah, we you don't know until you go through something. But who you could become. And so uh, a friend of mine, very good friend of mine, he pointed it out to me. He 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 you know he snapped on me like, man, this ain't even you. Why you acting like that? Stop acting negative. Like he just he just went went in on me, and that was like a reality check. We could, but I could tell that he cared though. It wasn't out of I'm trying to make him feel bad. It was like, no, I want him to understand. I know who he really is. Like I know what he's capable of doing and, and who he's capable of being. And I, that was like, man, I, at that moment, I looked at him in a, in a whole different light. Like I had a whole level of new level of respect for a friend who I would like to call my brother. And that was one wake up call. Every now and then I remind him of that, like, man, hey, thank you. You're yeah, good. it's important to have friends like that, guys. You don't want friends to be the, the yes man. Yes, yes, yes. Nah, nah. You gotta be real with your friends and that, don't be afraid to be real with your friends. Call them out on their BS. I don't know if we are cussing on here or not, but BS, <laughs> just to be on the safe side. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it's important to have people like that in your life. Like they're checking out for you. And, uh, you know, 
surround yourself with people like that for sure so you had a real um interesting um but I find this an interest I call this the interesting um chapter it was sleeping with your demons really oh my goodness you guys for one he's a phenomenal speaker as you guys can tell but wait until you see his writing because his writing it's like he's speaking right and then you guys can hear his voice so I had the pleasure of doing that. I'm reading the book and I'm like, I can hear his voice and he's talking. He's, it's like you're having a conversation with them. And uh, I wanna know with this particular chapter, what were the tools you used to create space between you and your demons? Okay, well, let's, <laughs> let's, let's backtrack here. Because um, to kind of to kind of uh, talk about those other wake up calls, so it wasn't just my friend. Uh, but oh, you have some more wake up calls. calls. Yeah, I'm just just naming some pivotal points here. I uh, I went from a career in sales to uh, being uh, a, a, a technician at a, at a physical therapy uh, center and literally working with people who were disabled, working with people who were hurting, who had these different ailments. And at the time, I'm wanting to, I'm wanting to find my own healing. And so uh, through me on my d discovery and journey of own self-healing, I used those different things to impart on other people. So whatever knowledge or education I was picking up and applying to my own life, I would use that for them. And these are different tactics and that helped me to wake up even more like wow mm. people what I do. they're loving the way i'm helping them they get something from this it made me feel good so now it was through you know an environmental circumstances you know being a friend that helped me to wake up a little bit and then that was the act of doing and helping that helped me to wake up a little bit mm. and then, then there was things that i was facing at the time that were so severe in my life, but I was going through with my head up. And people saw that and it's like, people are always looking at you, regardless of whether they say anything or not that I was looking at you, but I faced everything with my head up and that gave me confidence in myself, which is another wake up call that, oh, uh, if I can handle this, I, I can handle what life is gonna continue to throw at me. Um, but yeah, so sleeping with your demons, what tools, what resources did I use uh, to distance myself from my demons? Well, I, here's, here's the truth of it all. I don't think you ever really necessarily get rid of them. Mm -hmm. There's a part in the book where I talk about uh, the demons still, still lay with me, you know, but uh, I make mm -hmm. sure I kick them out the bed. Kick them yeah, out the bed. you said something oh. about that, about kicking them off the bed or taking the blankets and like, nope. <laughs> Yeah, Hog, hog it off. Nope, this is mine. You can no. Nope. You you good over there? <laughs> you good? Yeah. You, <laughs> right. You over here? You ain't paying rent. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. No, you ain't gonna have you comfortable out here. Mm -hmm. and so, um, the things that I really started to do was honestly address them. Like sometimes we don't want to address uh, the negative aspects of ourselves. First of all, we haven't been taught how to do mm. that. There's, there's, there's no, no class in school that talks about how to address the negative aspects of yourself, right? You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? There's no school on self. So um, I literally had to really acknowledge what the demons were. And 
it's like the you know how they tell you when you're a little kid and you're scared of something they're like stand up to it and you're like no <laughs> right but literally when you stand up to it you start to strip it of its power it's, it's not lo- no longer the big bad boogeyman you know it's just like no this is an aspect of self that needs to be addressed. So, you know, first of all, addressing the head on. The, the other thing is um, asking yourself, why do I react the way I react? You know, why, why do I uh, commit the acts that I commit? Why do I have the behaviors? Why is this a habit? Like, where did this even mm-hmm. start? Like, so going all the way back, as far as you can remember, like, how, how did this even occur? Because sometimes we're doing something today that we don't even know affected us 15, 20 years mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. You know, but we close that off, right? Because that's what we want to do. Think happy thoughts, right? You know, so you mm-hmm. close off stuff and you didn't address it. And now it's lingering somewhere in the dark corners of your mind. And then all of a sudden somebody does something in the present or a situation happens in the present and it triggers that. And then all of a sudden you are facing the big bad boogeyman again. Mm. Not even equipped to handle this because you you, you didn't handle it the first time. You mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Yep, burying it under the, the rug. Um or, or or sweeping it under the rug, right? That's a lot that's like a part of programming. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's it's so crazy how it you know, it can be from in the house, it can be with the news, but that sweeping under the rug and then you pick up those habits, then look at you sweeping stuff under the rug instead of sweeping it in the dustpan and addressing it, taking care of it, you just gonna pile it on up. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. All right. For, forgiving yourself too though. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's a, a huge, that's a huge piece of the puzzle right there it is forgiving self when when you don't allow yourself to forgive yourself then you carry that guilt that shame that that mm-hmm. heaviness you carry it and um misery loves company and guess what everybody loves it to a certain degree until it no longer serves and like really you know there, there is a part of us that always wants to be the victim but then we have to make that realization that no 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 I'm not a victim, I'm a victor. I, mm-hmm. I, I have to start to chart the course for my own destiny. I have to turn things around. I can't no longer stay in this space. And because we're human, we're going to be in that space for however long we need to, but we also mm-hmm. have to know that, no, I got to forgive this aspect of self and move on. <clears throat> mm. Mm. All right. Yeah. So this is this is not referring to the dark space because that's a whole other chapter. But there is a section that discusses the dark side. So two two different things, guys. So with the dark side, why do you think a lot of people avoid the dark side? What what where do you think that comes from? Well, I think it starts all the way from parenting. Um, you know what you learn from your parents. Mm-hmm. These are traits that everybody will love. You know, this is how you should act in society. This is how you should conduct yourself. You need to make friends. You need to do, and, and it's like mm. all of these things are dealing with positive aspect. And guess what? 
Yes, you should. You should know how to conduct yourself. You should know how to be able to socialize and make friends and, and, and connect with the world around you. Yes, but at the same time, also addressing the insecurities and, uh, and you know, giving your children the tools to overcome that, you know, or at least to battle that. You know, maybe they'll overcome it later in life, but give them the tools at least to, to battle against mm-hmm. those insecurities. Uh, or, or you know, instead of just instead of just uh, pushing it off to the side and letting them figure it out on their own, or you know, hear no evil, see no evil. It's not <laughs> happening. So you don't have to do it. Like, no, like one of those things. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then all of a sudden, the kid grows up and does something crazy. Well, where did that come from? Well, you never addressed it. Mm-hmm. It's a wayside. Same thing goes to teachers too. They're 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 oh man, yeah. They're close. They see a lot of things that happen in school. Well, just just turn the other cheek and you know everything mm-hmm. will be fine. But no, you you got to be able to address those things. Um, right now, I know we got laws and everything too that um, kind of kind of empowers the children even more and dis disempowers the the parents. And you know, every little thing you do now is 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 an issue. And um, and I think that has to deal with uh, the lack of strength in communities. Mm. And, and I grew up in a time where there was there was still strength in community. You know, you may get whooped by several people on the block. Oh my <laughs> goodness! Yeah, 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 you know, you seven people. No, you know, several. Like you know, you know. Oh, you know. several. I was like, why is it seven? Like, what about? <laughs> That's just really specific. Don't <laughs> That's specific. Uh, but no, you, you, you may get in trouble by many different people. Who, who all care about you? They all want to see you, you know, succeed, but they will discipline you. Where now it's like we just let everybody run wild, and it, there has to be a level of uh, restriction, just as there has to be a level of freedom. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's the the dark side of yourself. The dark side of yourself is a real thing. It's a real thing, and if we only are playing to one side, then you only know half the truth. Mm. And so, uh, if if all of these different figures—parents, teachers, you know, other societal uh, 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 societal figures in life—are helping us along our journey, then there also has to be this this teaching of how to battle those insecurities, those those doubts, those acts of malicious intent. You know, something happens to you, you know, you may have gotten bullied. You know, that happened to me. I talk about that in the book too. You may have gotten, gotten bullied and now you, through bouts of aggression, you want to do something about it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you, you, you know, sometimes we don't know how to utilize the aspect of ourselves in the healthiest way. So it can cause us to get in trouble, you know, or lead us down uh, a path where now all of a sudden we're on the wrong side of a, you know uh, the authorities. So mm-hmm. it's just this is why it's so important in having healthy outlets. Like I, I'm definitely an advocate of, of people getting involved into some type of physical uh, sport. Now it could be football, it could be martial arts, it could be boxing. You know, it could be uh, whatever you want to do. Just to get involved to have mm-hmm. some sort of 
physical release instead a physical of physical outlet. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh so yeah. I love training. I don't train for looks. I train for life, and it's that's what it's all about to be able to get over those those humps where you like. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, I had one of those workouts today where I'm just like, oh, let me get ready for the week. There's so much built up. Let me work out, and you're right. You will feel so much better just breaking out of sweat, moving your body. And it's, you know, we're, we're both trainers and um, that's how we met. We're colleagues and we are both advocates of that health and wellness, finding things in all aspects of your life, whether if it's the physical part or your emotional, spiritual part or uh, your finances or whatever it is, um, which I will definitely put more information about where you can find them if, y- if y'all need any assistance of any of those things um, but yeah you have to have an outlet you have to find an outlet yeah. if, you, if, if you just want to go for a walk go for a little walk you know do it little by little start with five minutes ten minutes and it'll gradually you'll be like ah, I feel so refreshed your body's going to thank you your body's going to crave it so outlets are important all right what tools do you use when triggered by the past so there's a chapter when you talk about past and um like you're you're going you're on the way up you're going up and then the the past you know it's like we're following you what do what do you do what tools have uh, helped you the most and you know sometimes those tools can can defer depending on what you need at the time but what do you find that has helped you the most Mm. you ever had that uh that voice go off in your head nobody else can hear it but you can that voice is a substantial part of getting through this life and a lot of people say well you know uh if you, you if you talk to yourself, then you, you, you're crazy. It's like, you should. You're with yourself all the time. You, you should have those those uh, conversations. And if I feel a trigger, that's what I call it uh, in the book, if, if I feel a trigger about to come on, then I address it in my mind. Like with a, with a loud, authoritative response. And it's like, no, we're not, we're not going there. Mm-hmm. We're, we're mm-hmm. not about right now we don't have time for this nonsense right now you about to let this person do blah 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 blah. no i don't i don't, I don't have time for that mm-hmm. because it's usually due to some form of ignorance that you're being confronted with you have to you being a person who is aware of the ignorance you have to be able to stand down sometimes like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, so why everybody you know sees this Oh, everything's fine on the outside. Him, him or her, they got it down pat. You know, in the meantime, you are snapping <laughs> in your head and you having a full, full conversation about how you are trying to talk yourself down. Mm. So that you you don't allow the the bounce of the past to just rush on in and and open up like the floodgate. Um, and then on, on top of it, just the the triggers. The other thing too is uh, kind of going, and this goes hand in hand with those outlets, having the outlet to be able to maybe 
Maybe you punch the punching bag. Maybe you go to the gun range. You know, maybe you uh, do a triathlon. I don't know. Whatever it is that you're into, having those outlets is definitely going to help. Uh, so mm-hmm. you have you have the mental, right? The mental is the triggers where you're just saying, okay, I'm going to mentally address this. Then the physical addressing, which is you know actually doing something to exert yourself and get this demon off of you. Uh, and, and and then the the emotional aspect literally processing it in the moment and filing in the way. So mm-hmm. am I feeling hurt right now? Am I feeling sad right now? Am I feeling mad right now? Whatever it is. Addressing it, not showing it. Not showing it, but addressing it inside of your mind, that feeling like, hmm. And it may, that usually requires silence. That requires mm-hmm. silence to be able to say, you know what? I'm feeling something right there. And the silence is you trying to identify what you're feeling. Because if you don't identify what you're feeling, then uh, it can definitely come out in an unhealthy way. You know, some people may mistake your anger for, uh, uh, you know, okay, is this guy being, you know, malicious or volatile? But the anger could be coming from grief. Mm -hmm. the The loss of a person. You really haven't. Uh, taking the time to process is this truly grief that I'm feeling and not anger and mm-hmm, narrowing mm-hmm. it down everybody else is thinking there's anger but you know it's really grief that the person is dealing with so that person has to figure it out on an emotional mm-hmm. level uh, <clears throat> and then you know the other thing too so you know you're addressed it now on the mental on the physical and on the emotional but then on the spiritual is this who I want to be. So now you're talking outside of yourself. Is this who I want to be? If this if this isn't a per, if this isn't who I want to be, or if this isn't a trait that I want to express often, then being able to come to grips with that within yourself and just saying, I no longer will acknowledge or accept this aspect of, of me. You know, if, if it's something that you, that no longer serves you. You know, mm-hmm. now you still gonna have human moments. You're gonna have those human moments regardless. But just saying to yourself, I don't wanna always have this response to a situation like this. And calling it out for what it is. And so now acknowledging those signs. So when something else similar down the road happens to you in your life, then you're saying, I've seen that before. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, mm-hmm. that's not what I wanna be. That's <laughs> nah. not what yeah, it's a no for me. Yeah. It's a no for me, dog. That's no for me, big dog. Yeah, so you got to hit it on all, you know, from, from every aspect. That's why I like to take holistic approaches to life, holistic mm-hmm. approaches to health. You know, we always try to address the symptom instead of really trying to cure something. Like, you got to really get down to the source of it, but it requires this deep level of questioning. Uh, this this deepened levels of feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, you may have to go outside of yourself. Deep levels of accountability with certain people in your life. I mean, we all are going to have our different approaches, but it has to happen. Otherwise, if if left uh, um, if left undone, mm-hmm. it'll be our it'll be our own undoing. Mm-hmm. If left undone, it'll be our own undoing. So yeah. All right. That's a good one. That's a good one. 
So there's a chapter about forgiving and building relationships with yourself. I really, that, I mean, there's so many sections of the book that I'm just like, wow. And <laughs> I didn't want to mess up the book, guys. I didn't want to, I didn't want to highlight it, put notes in it. Now, the next time I read it, I will, I will. So it's like not being disrespectful to the book, but it's so good. I have to put some notes on it. I have to highlight some spots, but there was this particular section. I really enjoyed it because I feel like it's, it's a good foundation, especially when you're looking to make those changes or healthier changes with your life. Um, forgiving and building relationships with yourself. Why is that hard for, for most people? Because, you know, no, nobody wants to be in a vulnerable position. Mm. You know, when you, when you have to forgive other people, nobody wants to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, they want, I'm seeking revenge. And, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a warrior. You know, you, you, everybody wants to go crazy on that aspect. But it requires a level of vulnerability to be able to forgive them and yourself. Uh, mm. Also... <clears throat> Some people get off on that. They, they get fueled by that. Um, mm-hmm. This burning rage inside of me is going to keep me going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of like the fear, right? Like some people, and it's it's just, it's crazy to me because it's, it's stuff that you learn and stuff you realize along the way, especially if you've been in situations like that or, you, or if you've known people like that where they're addicted or they respond better to negative things versus good things and some so some people they don't have it in them to want to forgive or build a relationship it's not even in them to to do that because it maybe it's too good it's too good to be true so they're just like i don't want that you know it's it's interesting um but you know we live in this world and i've talked about this in a few of my other podcasts but we were in different dimensions. So some people may not be there yet, you know? So in our mind, we're like, what the heck? In their mind, they're probably looking at us like, what the heck? Like, you know, <laughs> it's just, we're both, we're, we're looking at each other we're in this world and we're physically there, but we're two or, or many different dimensions in the world. It's like, what dimension are you? Kind of like the video game. It's like, oh, you're on level five. I'm on level 50. I'm on a bonus level, you know? So it's, it's, it's very, it's fascinating. Um, but some people, they, you, for us, it might be like simple, like you need to do this. You need to do that. And for them, it's like, I don't want that. I want anger. I want greed. I want worry. I want fear. Yeah. I don't know why you want that, but people want it. <laughs> All right, we're almost there. We, we're get, getting through it. <laughs> All right, there's a, a section about self-love. Why do people see self-love? Or why do you think people view self-love as being selfish? Mm. Because we've been taught to do everything outside of ourselves mm, mm. or inside of ourselves, right? You know, mm-hmm. you gotta love this person because they're your family, care for this person because they're your, your significant other, you know, uh, and be endearing to this person because they're your friend, you know, and guess what? All of that stuff is good. It's, mm. it's a beautiful thing. However, 
whatever happened to respecting yourself, hugging yourself, loving yourself, speaking kindness over yourself. That that's something you have to train into your into your your likeness. So you you have to literally get rid of the old program, then you know reprogram, and 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 and, and then upload a new program in order to do that type of thing because it just hasn't been done and. and any stages of our life, unless somebody implanted, unless somebody consciously addressed that with an individual, mm-hmm. it is not anything that is done on a grandiose scale. And so, when you say "love your love yourself," man, are you being selfish? That's also <laughs> that's a program response. <laughs> that's so- <laughs> that's a program response for real. Like, are you are you kidding me? You mm-hmm. tell me I can I can go and love on everybody else, but I can't do it to myself. You have, you have the problem. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. Problem. I've always, to me, it's just been weird. Uh, I haven't been posting on Instagram. I've been stepping back from that. But ever since I've had Instagram, what 2016, that's all I've been posting is about self love promoting self-love, encouraging people to love themselves because, and I get real passionate about this, self-love, I feel, out of all things, that is one of the tools that we need for a better um, community, a better world. Because you're not going to see unhappy people or you're not going to see someone who loves themselves treat people and do all this crazy stuff because they have so much love within themselves that the compassion they have for themselves, it spreads. There's no way, there's no way that anyone's gonna love themselves so much that they would go out and treat other people poorly. There's something in yourself that you may not like or an insecurity or some type of hatred, whatever you don't like. And then that is what's put out. That's what you're putting out. But when you reverse it and you have that love, you have that compassion and understanding, what person do you know that's gonna like love themselves and take care of themselves, do all the things to make themselves a better person and they go out and it's like, that that would not make sense. Unless they truly don't love themselves. You know, and and let's actually even expound on that because everybody likes to, to you know, use the word love, right? And, and mm-hmm. throw that around as a, as a, as a cop out, like, I love you. <laughs> That's going to correct everything, right? And then, right. Oh, boy, what does love mean? And I like to ask that of people. And nobody can ever give a clear cut definition of it. Because so it's just- not, it's it, for one, I mean, you're right. There's not a clear definition. It's, it's a verb. It's something that you're putting into action. Whatever you're doing, you're doing with love. So then that means that that word in and of itself, the, the, the act of love is more important than the love itself. It's yeah. It's a, so it, love is really just a, is a filler word, right? You kind of think of love as, as a, a bag and it's, you're putting all these other things inside oh, of that bag okay. that makes up love. So what is it? Respect, self-respect, right? Integrity. Yeah, yeah. Truth, truth. Just honesty. throw it in the bag. Remember that song? Throw it in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> 
Just throw it in the bag. Now that song is stuck in my head. Oh, How about, that might be the background music. I don't know. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's, it's, you got that bag. That's the bag that we all should be chasing. You got that bag. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. Now, when you arm with that, it allows you to be able to care for yourself. When you know you got integrity for yourself, you got self-respect, you got loyalty to yourself, you, know, you got honesty, you got truth, all these different things. And so when other people don't have that for themselves, they don't know how to identify with mm. that. But when they say love, they bag empty as heck. <laughs> you got a hole in it. You got a hole in your bag. You know when you were young and you went trick-or-treating with friends, <laughs> And then you all at the end of the night looking at each other, man, like, what you get? Oh, what you get? <laughs> like, so, some, somebody always end up with the least amount of candy. You like, all right, I guess I can eat some of mine. Oh, see, but, that yeah. is, oh my God. That is a good metaphor, right? Because when you fill that bag up, you have enough to give it out. Kind of like the, the, what, the half, the, what is it? The half full, half empty? Mm-hmm. Cause you, <laughs> you drank your water, guys. Drank your water. Water half break. Full, half empty. Half full, half empty. <laughs> ah, ah, ah. <laughs> but no, that makes a lot of it. I mean, of course, a lot of people don't. They're not going to think of it in that way because some people are more of the, the takers than the givers. Yeah. But you gotta you gotta find what works for you. You gotta balance because every everyone's lifestyle is different. But you want to find the balance that works for you, rather if it's giving a little bit more, taking a little less, whatever that whatever that may be for you. But no, that is a real good um, analogy. Is <laughs> the candy? <laughs> That's a good one. I really like that one. All right, we we made it to the end. The very last question. Um, probably, I mean, they're all really good questions. This is probably one of the more important ones. What are some things or what is something, so it can be one thing or more, uh, what is something you want people to take away from this book? So, so many different messages (laughs) this book. Um, But the biggest thing is don't be scared to take your journey. Don't be scared to go through your life becoming the person that you want to be being authentic to yourself and to the rest of the world and be respectful of your journey be kind to yourself on your journey it's going to be a lot of ups and downs you know life isn't meant to be this um this uh, straight shot from point a to z it's, it's, it's going to be A, B, D, F, uh, Z, uh, you know, you know, you're going to be like, uh, uh, error, you know, there's going to be a lot of that that's going to go on. And so you, you got to really just take your time with yourself. You got to take your time with yourself. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, it's like when you watch a, a rose unfold, right? When, 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 the, when the sunlight hits the petals just right and then all the petals just start to open up you see this blossom happening. It's this whole process. But it's a beautiful process to watch over time, right? So it's the same thing as you 
you are like that rose in the concrete, you know. Mm-hmm. Came from the dirt. It came from the dirt. But right, you still you still had enough sunlight to sh- to to shine on you so that you can blossom into the person you want to be, you know, and 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 be that 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 standard. Be that be that standard that people uh, aspire to, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess that would probably be the, the biggest Good. thing. Good. I really enjoyed you answering these questions. I was writing these questions down while I was reading and I was just like, wow, this is, it's so good. I'm going to show it again. Okay. So negative orientation, breaking through the programming. Okay. Because just like how he described when we were talking about the uploading and downloading, that was another good uh, metaphor too. Um, Because if we're not careful, we can get a virus. No pun intended. I know it's COVID. No pun intended. I'm referring to the computer. So you know how when you're downloading stuff and you see an email and it says, click this link. And you're like, eh, don't click it. And you click it and you're like, oh, shoot. Now my freaking laptop has a virus. So same thing with, with ourselves. We have to be careful what we're taking in. Because those things that we're taking in is going to program, it's going to do, 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 and then we're going to shoot it out. And if we don't take that control back within ourselves, who who are we? Who are we? Robots? Yeah, you want to be a robot. I don't think you want to be a robot. I think you want to be a human being. So come out of it. Come out of it. So... <laughs> Devin, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for doing this um, with me. And again, guys, get your book, get the copy. You have information here. Okay. I'm also going to put it. um, I'll put it here too, because I know it's a little blurry and, and whatnot. So you guys will be able to reach out to Mr. Devin online. He has a podcast, Born to Be Better. I absolutely love it. Um, I want to say you post two to three times a week. Is that about right? Is it two to three times? It's, it's born for better, but it's okay. Born for it's better. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> it's right, it's, it's I know right. it was born and better. Born for better. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. We're, we're, born um, yes. we're just born, born better. for um, better. <laughs> but uh, no, it's it's uh, it's uh, three times a week. Three times a week. I'm posting. Three times a week. So check out the podcast. This segment will be on both of our podcasts. I will put all that information um, somewhere in the video. Uh, but yes, thank you once again. I hope everyone is having somewhat of a happy new year as happy as what we can make of it and stay tuned for the next video or podcast whichever we upload it stay tuned (laughs) bye guys bye Thank you for tuning into Born for Better podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed the show. If so, make sure to subscribe, hit the notification bell, and share with others. And with that being said, remember this. 
Do better is an action. Be better is a lifestyle. Until next time, take care.